Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Be'ezus Hashem. Shalom Bayis 326. We are talking about Midas and how you build yourself. And by building yourself, you are building your marriage. And we went through many, many of the Midas in, in briefly. Um, and um, by working on yourself on these areas, it will totally, completely transform Shalom Bayis and enhance it in ways that you can't even imagine. Especially over time, you know, when your 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 wife, your husband, source particular behaviors that were here up to this point in time, and then slowly but surely, even without announcing it, and even without paying it, you know, bringing it to your to to, to her or his attention, you just quietly start practicing these disciplines, these things internally, and the way you talk and the way you respond and. And and you see, you will see over time. It may not happen overnight, but over time, your husband or wife will be influenced and will be uh, um, start recognizing. Hey, this is a different person, and this is the, the the real person, the the real special person that I married. And they may not even realize. And usually, unfortunately, all the marriage jokes work where you thought you married somebody a certain way, and then afterwards you were disillusioned. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. It could be the uh, mamish mamish, the reverse. We married someone you thought they were okay or whatever it is, or you didn't, or or you know, a little while later you realize, hey, nothing to write home about in your mind. But then, as you work through these things, and the telemalikim comes out, and the neshama comes out, then you really realize this is indeed, you know. A hidden treasure of of a of a wife or a husband that I didn't even realize that I married them, that that's such a person, and you you married an elevated person. Every person has that potential to be that, and that's what we need to strive for. So the next uh, meter we're going to talk about, this is probably the last of this particular series for the time being, is anava hum, humility. The Vilna Goyen brings down in Mishlei Parikhes Pasuk Yud Gimel that gaiva can be a source of two opposite ways of behaving. Some people are arrogant and have such a high opinion of themselves that they consider everyone else as nothing. On the other hand, there are people whose arrogance is a source of their wanting to have power and control over others. Both of these patterns can cause serious problems in marriage. Someone who is controlling will create much distress for a husband or wife, and someone who doesn't value his or her sp- spouse will also cause a great amount of distress to them. Arrogance destroys, humility builds. Humility builds your life, builds your marriage, builds yourself. You could actually, with your humility and your humbleness, you could build up your husband, you could build up your your wife. Humility is an awareness that all we are and everything that we have is a matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's an awareness that other people in the world and their needs and their preferences are important. That life is not just about me. Humility is the awareness that we're not perfect and like everyone else, we make mistakes and that we're here for a very short period of time to do the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to do his Ratzang. And someone with Anova is very pleasant to be around, doesn't get angry at others, isn't controlling he takes your needs into consideration, your wishes into consideration. He is open in hearing other people's opinions. He ad- admits his mistakes. He is flexible. He won't demand that everything be exactly the way he or she wants. And another, acquiring this Mida is a, is a prerequisite 
for a harmonious and happy marriage. And that builds you up and that builds your wife or husband up tremendously. An anecdote here. If my husband had written an autobiography, I had no doubt he would have called it the greatest person who ever lived. However, to show that he was humble, he would have been forced to give it a more modest title. Being married to an egocentric and arrogant husband is no picnic. When I first met him, I was impressed by his supreme self-confidence. I had struggled with feelings of insecurity and low self-esteem my entire life. I felt that if my husband had po- a positive self-image, he would raise, help me raise my own, but I was wrong. Almost everything I asked my husband to do to help, he considered beneath his dignity. He felt his opinions were infallible, so he didn't even argue with what I said. He just discounted everything I said that he didn't agree with. I would walk around thinking my husband is totally conceited, and I felt there was nothing I could do to improve the situation. I became aware that we have a tendency to notice the faults of others in exactly those areas that we ourselves need to correct. I began to introspect and looked for ways which I was conceited and arrogant. And as I increased my humility, my husband's level of arrogance towards me decreased. When I was more humble, we didn't argue as much as we did before, and my husband felt less like speaking in what I considered an arrogant manner. Most amazing was that as I expressed my opinions modestly, my husband was more open to listen to what I have to say. When I didn't challenge him directly, he did not feel a need to protect his dignity. By changing myself, I was able to improve the marriage for the both of us. And again, with anecdotes, you need to always take it with a grain of salt. We're not talking about someone that's inherently an abuser. Or uh, if someone's inherently an abuser or a narcissist, uh, the other one speaking modestly won't help. That person needs real serious professional help. This this anecdote that we just said is talking about an average normal person that's a flawed individual that he may have an assertive personality, a forceful personality, and a very, you know, um, self-confident that borders on some type of arrogance, but they are not pathological, uh, uh, no, no pathology or no ser- serious illness or mental uh, disorder of any such. In that case, this, this technique does help and does work. And um, it's very, very uh, important. The last Mida that we're going to discuss in this series for now is Bitochain, to have trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the opposite of worrying about the future. And there is nothing greater in the world that can give a person more serenity, more tranquility than Amuna and Bitochain. Awareness in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and trusting in Him. The awareness is a tried and true method to alleviate all of a person's emotional pain. It will calm the spirits of the brokenhearted. Having a moon and betach will help you have serenity in the face of all of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts before you and joy and appreciation of the intense simcha of the reward that awaits you. And this is the best path to tranquility in this world. When you develop the attribute of betachin, you feel calm and you don't worry about the future. You know that everything that Hashem causes to happen in your life is for the ultimate good. You maintain a calm and peaceful state, and your home has a peaceful atmosphere where everyone experiences this inner betachen. Therefore, view every challenge that could worry you as an opportunity to increase your level in betachen. Think to yourself, if I felt that Hashem is doing this to help me trust Him more, 
and that is for my eternal benefit, I would feel calm. I will now allow myself to feel some of that inner calm. And as you say this, you might even breathe slowly and deeply a few times and appreciate each breath. I am much more timid than the average fellow, this person saying. And I wasn't assertive. I had trouble talking, talking or expressing my opinion. And when I thought about being married, I was very anxious. How will I be able to support a family? How will I be able to take care of hundreds of things needing to set up a house? When I tried to express my anxiety, I was told, you're intelligent. You'll be able to manage like everyone else. Don't worry. Increase your betachin. But I was worried. I read about betachin, but it was difficult for me to actually feel this inner trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I had normal intellectual abilities, but my social skills were lacking. So I pushed off going out as long as I could. And my family and friends asked me, when are you going to get married already? And I would smile an embarrassed smile, and I felt I wasn't ready yet. Some, some Finally, someone made a suggestion that sounded right. I was set up with a girl who was just as shy as I was. We didn't have a lively discussion, but we both felt we understood each other. While most people intimidated me, she didn't. I viewed her as a kindred spirit in a hostile wor- world. And we were both worried about how we would manage with daily living. But since we were so similar, we were able to encourage each other. We began to reinforce each other's courageous steps. And these were things that most people would have taken for granted, but nothing was easy for us. We didn't ever argue. Both of us were terrified of disapproval. And neither could take being yelled or insulted. If there was a misunderstanding, we both would apologize to each other. I was just relieved that my wife wasn't blaming me and that she was equally relieved that I wasn't blaming her. And slowly, slowly, we began to express ourselves more and more. Every act of assertiveness showed up that we could speak up. The thing that helped us the most was the thought that if anyone else can do it, so can you. Everything in the world can serve as a role model. Observe people who can do things that you can't and model yourself after then. I was told, don't empower anyone else. The power you view someone else as having all comes from inside you. Because you view that person as powerful, you are intimidated. Empower yourself. Treat everyone with respect, but realize that you can choose to empower yourself in the same way that you empower the other person. And this made sense to me and enabled me to speak up. My wife and I worked together to increase our level of bitachin, our assertiveness, our courage to handle situations we previously viewed as intimidating. We repeated Sukkim of Tehillim, that talk about betachin, and that was helpful. Outgoing, confident people still look at us as meek, but we are happy with each other, and we're grateful for his kindness in bringing us together. Uh, just a a Eitzah uh, Taiva also, which is a beautiful thing to learn the Shar HaBitochin of the Chayves Alvavis. It's a beautiful, the whole Sefer Chayves Alvavis is beautiful. At some point in time, I would love to be able to give Shurim on the entire Sefer. Um, I'm sure online you'll find many who give shiurim on Chayvah Salvavis, especially the Shar HaBitachin. And the one that they um, um, published with Aravigda, which is Rabbi Avigda Miller's um, lectures, is is just tremendously beautiful and inspiring. And it's Kadai very much to, to learn it. And highly, highly recommended. And then talks about zerizus. Zerizus means alacrity as opposed to laziness, and um, which means to take actions promptly, quickly, and the opposite of that is laziness and procrastination. 
And laziness and procrastination is the root of many, many quarrels in marriage. And in marriage, your laziness will cause your spouse a lot of frustration. When you neglect to take care of something your spouse considers important, it can breed anger and arguments. A person who procrastinates also suffers because he or she constantly needs to think about things that are more unpleasant to do. The Vilna Goyen brings down, and again, this is another safer that I would love to study, give Shurim on, and learn in depth. And one of them is obviously the Sefer Mishle, uh, with the parish of the Vilna Goyen, and with the parish of Rabbeinu Yoyna. Both of them, I mean, there's many beautiful, beautiful Purushim. The Malbim, others, beautiful. But the Rabbeinu Yoyna and the Vilna Goyen has gems and, 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 and lines there that that if we just keep in my mind in our minds would really, really be life changing. Anyway, so in Mishle Perak Tesaval Pasikutes, the Vilnagoyan writes that a person is lazy because he wants serenity and quiet. Comfort seeking is the root of laziness, but realizing that although the lazy may at first appear to give comfort, in the long run a person who is lazy will lose much because of this trace trait. The path of laziness will be extremely rough. And that's what the Vilna Goyen says. And the truth is, is all of us by nature, now some of us were benched or just simply have that gift of being more by nature assertive or by nature willing to experience new experiences. In the Myers-Briggs type integrator, where you have um, the eight letters that, that describe personality types, which is another thing I'd love to give Shurim on because it explains human nature very, very well. And it's, it help, would help, I believe, marriages greatly understanding personality types and being help, and being able to don the kavschos, both the Myers-Briggs type indicator and the Enneagram. But in any way, the Myers-Briggs type indicator has um, personalities. Some of them are P's. P's means that they are open to new uh, experiences and and are more uh, willing to you know take risks and things like that. And some people are more, they want to stay in their comfort zone. Now, it's very important in life to realize life always changes. You could keep certain patterns. There's nothing, you don't have to rock your whole life into making it a very traumatic experience. Um, but but life is always changing. And that's part of growth is to get outside of our comfort zone, similar to the way the caterpillar uh has to become a butterfly and goes through that process, which is uncomfortable for it. Anyway, so one last anecdote here, but the bottom line is, is that if you take, if you use Zerizus, uh, you feel more pleasure about taking care of things you need to take care of, you, and that will make it easier. An Eitzatayva is, it works, it's a good Eitzat at work or when your spouse is asking you to do something. If you know you have to do something, get take care of the most difficult task that you want to get over with because you're not you find it distasteful take care of that one first if you take care of all the others and you wait till that because you're dreading it or, or you're just you know procrastinating with it it'll just make the rest of your day being nervous about that, about that particular task sometimes you got to just nip it in the bud and get out of that comfort zone and take care of that unpleasant task first and then the rest of the day you'll feel first of all better that you accomplished that 
And then later you can work on the other things. It's similar a lot of times at work. It's sometimes you know, let's say you, you're, it's 5 o'clock, you're ready to leave for the day, but you have like a list of things you have to take care of the next day. And one of those things you really, really would rather not do. It's not a pleasant thing. Whatever it is, it needs to be done. A certain phone call or whatever it is, uh, the collections or, or to talk to somebody and you have to say something that's not comfortable and you know, you, you've been procrastinating. So what you do is, is in those situations, as hard as it is, you get to go there 9 o'clock, 9.30, you take care of it right away. You call up and you resolve that issue. Instead of doing other things and then pushing it off to, 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 to 12 and then 1 and then 2 and then 3 and then maybe even the next day and just pro- prolonging that agony that doesn't have to be there. And very often after you do that, you say, you, you say to yourself and you realize that job that you had to do the task at work or the thing that you, the task that your spouse asked you to do that you don't feel comfortable doing and you think to yourself hey that wasn't so bad after all the last anecdote here is the reason is my middle name i tend to take care of things right away i become edgy and restless if i have to wait for someone who does things slowly but wouldn't you know the person i married was a dilly-dallying lethargic disposition i constantly needed to wait for anything to get done finding the weight excruciatingly painful. When walking together, I need to walk less than half my speed, my normal speed, and even that is too fast for my spouse. Before our seventh anniversary, I asked my spouse what kind of present she would appreciate. And my spouse answered, the best gift you can give me is to become more patient. I know you love me, but your impatience gives me the opposite message. And okay, I'll do all I can to develop patience, I responded. And I began reframing every situation to enable me to be patient as an expression of love for my spouse. While I usually am highly proactive and continue to do things quickly, I now find it easier to act patiently. Exercising patience becomes a far better use of my time than concentrating so hard on Zerizus. So this anecdote is like the counterbalancing point of Zerizus. Because again, life is a fine line and sometimes you have to take that middle path. Someone who already, Baruch Hashem, has that meat of Zerizus sometimes needs to slow down somewhat on that so they shouldn't act impulsively or should have consideration for your wife or your husband that doesn't have those kaiches, you know, and you need to align with them and be patient and considerate. So it is a fine line, and all of us has either streaks of laziness or streaks of Zerizus, and we know how, we need to understand and learn how to um, you know, use them both in the healthy, proper balance. So these past shiurim, um, we talked about a lot of the midas in general and how building yourself can build your marriage, like we said many, many times. And this is these are not exaggerations. These are step-by-step, realistic, practical things that you can do. And test it out. Test it out. Your wife won't recognize you. Your husband won't recognize you. If you start little by little, even if you don't even tell them, just little by little, day in, day out, you think through things. How could I improve? Not because my husband told me this or my wife told me that, but because I know in my heart I need to be better at these things. And you start practicing it slowly and you work on yourself and you build yourself. And, and then your husband or wife will start realizing things hey, you've changed and changed for the better. This is who you always were. And the love and appreciation grows and increases. And may we all be zeichet to that, Be'ezus Hashem. Baruch and